learning about the Robotic Center of Excellence at Lehigh Valley Health Network and also finding out about an exciting program called EASE, which is Electronic Access to Surgical Events. All that and more on this episode of Essential Partners. Our guest today is Dr. Mike Pasquale, who is chairman of the Department of Surgery at Lehigh Valley Health Network and also holds the important title of Physician-in-Chief for the Network's Institute for Surgical Excellence. Welcome, Mike. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. So I know that your origins lie in the western part of this state. Tell us all a little bit about where you were raised and what made you decide that you wanted to become a physician and a surgeon. So I was raised actually in a small town north of uh, Pittsburgh called New Brighton. Uh, closest affiliated larger city is Beaver Falls, which people recognize for Joe Namath. I guess from probably from high school, I had an interest in, in medicine. Uh, none of my family uh, had, uh, had been in medicine. My father actually was a steel worker, and I did work for him uh, in the summers and quickly learned that I could not work for him uh, full-time for the rest of my life because we would probably kill each other. Uh, so I had to pursue a different career. And uh, really had a little tie with uh, our primary care doctor uh, who got me interested in medicine. And my plan initially was to uh, do primary care, come back home and do primary care and really go into practice with him. And then I got exposed to surgery and fell in love with it and uh, went on from there. So you did a fellowship as well in trauma surgery and critical care. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I finished my residency in general surgery at Georgetown and then again had plans to come back uh, to Georgetown to set up a uh, surgical critical care service. Uh, enjoyed taking care of critically ill surgical patients and operating on critically ill patients who needed surgery. Uh, went out to the University of Minnesota uh, where I worked under Frank Sarah. Uh, who had developed one of the really uh, great uh, surgical critical care programs at the time, uh, trained there, and uh, uh, as fate would have it, uh, there were some issues that uh, Georgetown was undergoing when I completed my fellowship, and uh, I ended up finding this little jewel in the back of a uh, trauma magazine called Lehigh Valley uh, Health Network. Uh, came out here to look at the program, and really the person that was recruiting me at the time, a guy by the name of Mike Rhodes, had everything that I wanted to do, uh, surgery, critical care, trauma, and research, and he had it all written out on a piece of paper. As opposed to just saying you could do it, he actually showed you a schedule where, uh, how you could do it. So came out here and expected to be here three to five years. That was in 1993, and I'm still here for a lot of good reasons. You've been chairman of the Department of Surgery for just over eight years now. Tell us a little bit about the Department of Surgery. So the Department of Surgery uh, in, at Lehigh Valley Health Network, uh, I think, is uh, one of the uh, strongest departments, largely due to the fact that it hasn't been balkanized. Uh, there are 13 divisions that sit under the department, uh, which... Uh, makes it a very collaborative department with uh, now almost 400 surgeons uh, covering all disciplines. We've been very fortunate uh, with respect to being able to recruit uh, talented uh, surgeons in all of our specialties. 
uh, been very successful in providing a breadth of service so that our patients in the community don't need to leave uh, the community to get their surgical services performed. And we've really grown uh, with respect to uh, our coverage with surgical services and the volume of uh, procedures that we do. I think that the community recognizes us as their surgical provider. And if you look at the the sheer number of cases that we do, uh, we far, you know, out, outstrip our competition. And we think that's important because, uh, you know, our belief is that the more you do, the better you get. And uh, we, uh, we clearly do uh, a large volume across a large breadth of service. So one of your divisions that's near and dear to my heart is pediatric surgery. And while we have had pediatric surgery here for many years, you have managed to really grow an outstanding cadre of pediatric surgeons and pediatric surgical subspecialists. Tell us about how they act at the Riley Children's Hospital. Yeah, when uh, you know when I started here, like you mentioned, Tom, I, we had we had a pediatric surgeon uh, who who covered you know uh, a lot of kind of minor cases. Uh, but one of the things I was struck by was uh, the lack of subspecialty pediatric care uh, in the region uh, that required, again, our children to be moved around to be taken care of. We are very fortunate uh, with, uh, you know, with your support to be able to recruit uh, really an outstanding uh, pediatric surgical leader, Mary Beth Brown, who really came here uh, guns a-blazing. Uh, and helped us to recruit specialists in uh, ENT, ears, nose, and throat, uh, urology, plastic surgery, and has really formed a a great collaboration with uh, Dr. Hagstrom, the physician-in-chief of our Riley Children's Hospital. Dr. Hagstrom's a pediatric oncologist, and he, too, uh, on the medical side of pediatrics, has really been able to recruit talented subspecialists in in medical pediatrics. And I think the two of them have, have partnered, and we, through that Riley Children's Hospital, uh, are now providing, uh, you know, a full scope of service so our kids don't have to leave. They don't have to leave the Valley. They can get their care right here, and they can get good quality care here, as good as they can find uh, in Philadelphia or anywhere else. Rather more recently, you've headed up the Institute for Surgical Excellence, which is intertwined significantly with the Department of Surgery and yet is distinct. So please tell us a little bit more about the institute that you lead. Yeah, I think that the Institute for Surgical Excellence really uh, uses the Department of Surgery as kind of a foundation, but then uh, is focused on what's our future in surgery and how do we get better? How do we ensure that we continue to provide the best quality care uh, for our patients? Uh, addressing issues such as access, making it easy for patients to access us, and then really trying to trying to focus on giving our patients the best experience 
uh, when it comes to their surgical procedure. So there are a number of things we've been working on on a preoperative standpoint to decrease anxiety for our patients, on an operative standpoint to decrease the invasive nature of surgery. So real focus on becoming less invasive so that there's not as much pain. Patients don't require narcotics, which you know is a big thing right now, to try to not have patients needing narcotics, and to get them out of the hospital as soon as we possibly can and get them back to their normal lifestyle. So the Institute really is focusing on looking at ways that we can improve our access, improve our patient experience, and decrease the time that our patients need to be in the hospital and decrease the time that it takes for them to get back to being themselves. Mike, if H.G. Wells put you in a time capsule and you went back to your 10-year-old self. What advice would you give yourself? It's a great question. Um, I would give myself the advice to pursue surgery. <laughs> I, uh, I really, uh, you know, I, I've thought about this a lot because, as you know, medicine's changed quite a bit uh, over the last uh, 20 to 30 years. That being said, I don't think I'd change my profession if I had the opportunity. Uh, I've really enjoyed uh, my training. I've enjoyed my career as a surgeon, and I've enjoyed my recent career as a chairman and physician-in-chief. Uh, it's allowed me to touch a lot of people, uh, and I enjoy that. I think, uh, I think that it is that patient contact uh, that really uh, makes this a different specialty and allows uh, you know, great satisfaction. Clearly, one of the most significant public health problems that we face in our country is the epidemic of diabetes. And you have been leading an extraordinary program for weight management and bariatric surgery correlated with the more recent literature that clearly indicates that can have a significant impact on the problem of diabetes. Tell us some more about that. Yeah, well, type 2 diabetes, there's, there's a well-known association with uh, obesity. And, the, you know, you can, you can control type 2 diabetes, actually eliminate type 2 diabetes in some instances, if you can get obesity under control. So there have been a number of studies over the last several years that have looked at the impact of bariatric surgery to control obesity and promote weight loss and to decrease the need for medications for type 2 diabetes and in some cases to eradicate diabetes. And in the most recent uh, papers that have come out, there's really great evidence that shows that patients undergoing bariatric surgery can significantly decrease, uh, we can significantly decrease the incidence of type 2 diabetes in those patients. And another problem that these patients run into is their, their livers becoming infiltrated with fat and not working as well. And it's also been shown recently that bariatric surgery can eliminate that and allow their livers to go back to being normal. So two big things that I think uh, are positives with respect to disease control in obesity uh, and tied to bariatric surgery. We'll hear more about the exciting developments in surgery at Lehigh Valley Health Network from Dr. Mike Pasquale chairman of the Department of Surgery and physician-in-chief of the Institute for Surgical Excellence right after this important message from Lehigh Valley Health Network. 
Smith and Watson Worldwide. What do you think? Has a nice ring to it, right? Not bad. Not bad. But check this out. Watson and Smith Worldwide. See what I did there? Huh. Yeah. Uh, future business partners. Ready? Ready? Go get it, boy. That's a good boy. Loyal partners. Ah, this is the ticket. Oh, it is, is it? Beautiful night. Got my best girl with me. Although, you know what could make it even better? Let me guess. Some mint chocolate chip. Bingo. Partners since the beginning. Throughout life, you have many different partners. Shouldn't you have one for the most important aspect of life? Your health. Whether you need serious clinical care, a routine exam, or tips on how to live a fuller, happier life, one of the best health networks in the country is never more than a short drive away. Lehigh Valley Health Network. Your health deserves a partner. Learn more at lvhn.org. Welcome back to this episode of Essential Partners with our guest, Dr. Mike Pasquale, Chairman of the Department of Surgery and Physician-in-Chief of the Institute for Surgical Excellence. Mike, you and other network leaders have vastly grown our exciting Robotic Center of Excellence. Please tell us some more about that. So, so robotic surgery has really evolved uh, over the past uh, 15 years. And uh, initially, I can tell you, I was a little bit of a skeptic with respect to uh, the impact that robotic surgery would have. Uh, I have come 180 on that, uh, on that thought after seeing uh, the results that, that robotic surgery can have. Essentially, the, robot, the robot's a tool. Uh, but it's a tool that allows our surgeons to operate and do major procedures with minor incisions. Uh, so we can do major abdominal procedures, major chest procedures uh, with a robot uh, with a lot less invasion into the patient. And what that means is a quicker recovery time for our patients. Again, less need for blood transfusion, less need for hospitalization, less need for ICU stay, and quicker recovery time so we can get them back with their families, back to work, uh, and back to feeling better. And what we're seeing in our results uh, so we started out doing uh, prostate surgery uh, robotically, and we've really grown our program and partnered with uh, the leading robotic maker in the country, Intuitive uh, Surgical, to look at all the opportunities we can have to expand uh, robotic surgery. We now do robotic general surgery. Uh, we have a robotic uh, oncologic surgery. Uh, gynecology, head and neck cancer surgery we're doing robotically. Uh, just amazing the scope uh, that we've, uh, that we've uh, been able to spread this technology, uh, realizing benefits uh, to our patients along the way. Can you describe for our listeners this wonderfully innovative tool, Ease, or the Electronic Access to Surgical Events? So Ease... Um, as you mentioned, is electronic access. And what that means is that our patients' families can have access to the operating room via text and uh, uh, via communication with the surgeon while their loved one is, is having surgery. And what that does is that gives them some peace of mind uh, so they can get a text uh, when their loved one's brought back into the operating room, 
uh, when the procedure starts. They'll get a, a little note that says procedure starting. Uh, and then uh, they'll get some updates along the way as to how things are going and when they anticipate uh, being done and when the surgeon can meet and talk with them. Because it's an app, uh, family members can put this on their phone. And then they're not restricted to sitting in a waiting room for hours. Uh, they can be mobile. They can go out. They can go have a bite to eat, something to drink. They can shop if they want uh, because they know that there's gonna, they're going to be contacted. So, so I actually used Ease uh, when my father was hospitalized and undergoing a surgical procedure and uh, can tell you the impact because there was some difficulties initially uh, uh, with getting the procedure started. And I would have been worried to death thinking that why is the procedure taking so long uh, had I not been, there, had there not been communication to me saying that, hey, we had a little difficulty getting things started, we were delayed, uh, we're starting the procedure now. So those types of things are invaluable. And the, the feedback we've gotten from, from family members has just been u universally positive. I can well remember with my pediatric patients always telling the parents, even without any problems, there will be a long period of time from when we leave your site until the operation actually starts. So how much better is it for those parents to know everything's going smoothly, the operation's going well, and it's just started? Great program. I'm sure you've given considerable thought to the future of surgery in general and here at the network. Describe that for us, please. Yeah, I, I think that moving forward, we really have to have to understand that uh, things aren't going to be like they were 10, 15 years ago, and they're not going to be like they were today. Uh, the focus, I think, for us has to be able uh, to provide ready access to our patients uh, at their convenience. Uh, we have to make ourselves available uh, for them. I think we have to continue to look at how do we improve uh, the surgical experience. Uh, I think that there's going to be a lot of uh, virtual type of experiences for our patients. Uh, in the preoperative arena, we should really be able to allow our patients uh, to virtually be evaluated and to potentially even take a tour of the hospital, a virtual tour of the hospital to understand where they're going to be going when they come in. And then their hospital time, hopefully, is going to continue to decrease as we continue to advance uh, our minimally invasive technology and continue to be able to provide, uh, uh, you know, these procedures that we're doing uh, without major incisions and without major tissue disruption. Uh, recently, as, as you're aware, we acquired a single port robot that really, uh, again, allows us now to do major procedures with one small incision uh, as opposed to uh, several small incisions. Uh, now we only have one. So I think, I think there, there's going to be ongoing uh, work to be less invasive uh, for our patients. Uh, I think that additionally, with the aging population, there's going to be a focus on how do we best manage our uh, older population when it comes to surgery? And I think there are a lot of developments. Uh, the college, American College of Surgeons now is looking at uh, should there be separate standards set up uh, for taking care of uh, the older uh, 
uh, a patient who requires surgery, realizing that their physiology is different uh, and that they don't respond the same as younger patients. So they really should be treated differently. And of course, with an aging population, we have to address this. And I think we need to address it uh, now so that we're ready uh, in the future to do, uh, to do these things. So Mike, you hold the two very important roles in the network of chairman and physician-in-chief, both extremely time-consuming. You're also now pursuing your Master's of Healthcare Administration. How do you manage to keep things in balance and avoid burnout? I, I've been fortunate. I've got, I've got good support. Uh, I've got good support here at the hospital. Uh, I think uh, uh, sincerely appreciate the support that you've uh, uh, given, uh, that Mike Rossi has given uh, to me. Uh, so I think, I think support uh, from uh, leadership has been invaluable. Uh, I've been very fortunate to have a great group of colleagues that I work with, a great group of co-chairs that I can go to and vent uh, and complain about you, uh, and they listen. Uh, uh, but, but truly, uh, uh, they do listen, and uh, uh, I think as a group, uh, genuinely care about one another. And I've been really lucky uh, uh, with my home life and uh, a very supportive wife uh, and children uh, at times. Uh, uh, and I think that's, uh, that's, been, uh, that's been important. Burnout uh, is real, I think, uh, and uh, I think you do need that support uh, all the way around uh, to potentially avoid it. So listeners of other episodes know that the last question is always the same, and we apologize to the Actors Studio and James Lipton. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I'd like him to say that I made a difference uh, in some people's lives uh, on a, in a positive way. I'd like to thank Dr. Mike Pasquale, Chairman of the Department of Surgery and Physician-in-Chief of the Lehigh Valley Health Network Institute for Surgical Excellence. We hope you will listen again next time for Essential Partners.